Hello everyone, today I'm going to be talking about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the third member of the God Godhead. He is the present uh, person of the Spirit without the body of flesh and bones. He is the often referred to the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, or the comfort, Comforter. The rules of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost works in a perfect unity with the Holy Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, fulfilling the Savior's role to help us live in right, righteously and receive the blessing of the gospel. Heatwitness of the Father and the Son, 2 Nephi 31.18, this is in the Book of Mormon, says, And then there are ye that he still know path which leads us eternal life. Yea, ye have eternal in by the gates. Ye have done according to the commandments of the Father and the Son of and the Son. And ye have received the Holy Ghost, which witness of the Father and the Son unto the fulfillment of the promise which he hath made, that if ye entered in by the way ye should receive. And and reveal and teaches the, the truth of all things. So, what we believe is once you get baptized, you have to get laying on hands to get received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost guides you through everything. He'll tell you to help you through good things and bad things. He will help you through financial problems, spiritual problems, work, uh, what jobs you need to take throughout your life. He's helped me through a lot of different things in my lifetime. Different career options, what you need to do throughout your whole life. Moroni 10.5, it says, And by the power of the Holy Ghost, ye may know the truth of all things. What I just said in the Moroni 10.5, that's in the Book of Mormon, if you guys want to look that up again. We received the sure testimony of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Only by the power of the Holy Ghost, he command, he commanded us to our spirit for our more content in our commandments. We receive through the, our natural, natural sins, natural sins. We, we, we strive to stay, stay on the path to lead us eternal life. The Holy Ghost guides us in our de decisions and protect us from physical and spiritual danger. Through him, we receive gift of the Spirit for being, being, being faith, being fit and for the benefit of those who li live and serve. Dr. Covenants section 46, 9 through 11 says, For verily I say unto you, they are given for the benefit of those who love me and keep all my commandments. And him that seeketh so do, that all many be benefit that seeketh or that ask of me, that ask, is, ask and not for the signs that they may concern, concern it upon their lusts. Lust. And again, verily I say unto you, I would that ye should always remember and always return in your minds what those gifts are that are given unto the church. 
For, for all have not every gift given unto them. For there are many gifts. To every man is given a gift by the Spirit of God. He is a comforter. John fourteen twenty six it says, But the comforter which is in the Holy Ghost, who whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to you remembrance, whosoever I have said unto you. A smooth a smooth voice of a love a loving parent can cry a crying child. The whisper of the spirit can calm your fears. Hush the naked words of all life and comfort us when we grieve the Holy Ghost. Can fill us with hope and perfect love. Teach us the uh, peaceable things of the kingdom. Mormon 8.26 it says, this is the book of Mormon. And the, and the remission of sin bringeth meekness and loneliness of heart. And because of the meekness and loneliness of heart cometh of virtue, uh, visitation of the Holy Ghost, which comforteth faithful, faithful with hope and perfect love, which loveth by delension unto prayer, unto the end shall come when shall all the, that Satan shall dwell with God. Dr. Covenants 36.2 it says, And I say, And I will lay my hands upon you by the hand of my servant, Sidney Wignan, and ye shall receive my spirit and the Holy Ghost, even the comfort, Comforter, which shall teach you the peaceable things of the kingdom. Through his power, we suffered as repenting, receiving the ordinance of the baptism, and covenant and remain, remain true to our covenants. So the Holy Ghost will get, guide you through all what it said. It talks about, it's like a parent. It talks when you, it kids crying, you tell them, shh, it's okay. So that's what the Holy Ghost does. It's like a parent. The Holy Ghost tells you, it's okay to go through life. If you stress, it tells you to calm down. It helps you through life. It will help you through life. It helped me through a lot of life, through my life. It has helped me so much. Through his power, we are servant as repent and receive the ordinance of baptism, covenant and remain true to our covenants. Mosiah 5, 1 through 6, it says, And now come to pass that when King Benjamin had thus spoken to the power his people, he sent among them, designed to know of his power, if they believe in the words which he had spoken unto them, and they sh- and they all cried with with one voice, saying, "Yea, we believe in all the words which thou hast spoken unto us, and also we know of the surely, surely and truth because of the spirit of the Lord, omnipotent." What she has written, written a mighty change in us or in our hearts that we have no more dispense to do evil, but to do good continually. And we ourselves also, through the influence, goodness of God and manifestation of His Spirit, 
have great view of that which is to come and will to expect. We could profoundly of all things, and it's and it's the faith which we have had had one on the things which our King has spoken unto us that He brought us to this great and knowledge whereby we do rejoice with such exceeding great joy. And we were we are willing to enter into the covenant in our God. We do his will. We do be obedient to his commandments, to all things, that he shall command us all the remembrance of our days, that we may do bring upon ourselves a never-ending tournament, as he been spoken by his angel, that we may not drink out of the cup of the wealth of God. And now these are the words which King Benjamin desired of them, and therefore he said unto them, Yea, have spoken the words that I desire, and that the covenants which ye have made, the righteous, righteous, righteous covenants. I don't know. Oh, this man, I lost my spot, sorry. This is 35, chapter 27, verse 20. This is the book of Mormon again. And now this is the commandment. Repent all ye ends of the earth, and come unto me, and be baptized in my name, that ye may be sent by the repentance of the Holy Ghost, that ye may stand spotless before me and that in the last days. Mosiah six sixty-four 64-68 says, and it came to pass that pass when the Lord had spoken with Adam and our father, that Adam cried unto the Lord, and, and said, and, and he was, and the Lord he he was caught away by the spirit, and the Lord was carried down into the waters, and was laid on under the waters, and was brought forth unto the waters. And thus he was baptized, and the spirit of the of God descended upon him, and thus he was born of the Spirit, and being quitted into the manner of man. And he and he had heard a voice out of the heaven, and saying, Thou art baptized with the fire, with the Holy Ghost. This is the record of the Father, and the Son from the heavens, and forever, henceforth and forever. And, and thou art after the order of him, who was without beginning of the days o ends of year, years from all eternal of all eternities behold thou art, art one in me and son of god and thus and thus many are become my sons amen He is the Holy Spirit. See, uh, Ephesians 1.13 says, And whom also translated after this, ye heard the words of truth, and the gospel of your salvation, in whom after this ye believe, ye shall sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Then Daunting Covenants, one, uh, if you want to read Daunting Covenants, uh, 
132, verse 7, 18, 19, 26, if you want to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have enough time to listen to a video and go on. And the and covenant and his comfort, the priesthood ordinance we have received, and covenants we have made, accomplished to God. This approval depends on our continuing faithfulness, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Our honest, honest seeking of the truth can feel the influence of the Holy Ghost, leading, leading, leading them to Jesus Christ and his gospel. However, the fullness of the blessing given through the Holy Ghost are available only to those who receive the, the gift of the Holy Ghost and remain worldly. After persons baptized into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, one or more Melchizedek priesthood holders lay their hands on the person's head and sincere the priesthood ordinance, confirm him, him or her a member of the church as part of the ordinance, and call, confirm the person the gift, given the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost is different from the influence of the Holy Ghost. Before baptism, a person can feel the influence of the Holy Ghost from time to time. Throughout the influence, can receive the testimony of the truth of, after receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. A person has the right to, to the consent com, companion of the member of the Godhead if he or she keeps the commandments. This is by President Hinbein. The Holy Ghost are your, as your companion. This is a October Junior Conference, 2015. If you guys wanna watch it, my dear brothers and sisters, I'm grateful to have been with you on this Sabbath day in the General Conference of the Lord's Church. I have felt, as you have, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, testifying to the words of truth we have heard, spoken, and sung. My purpose today is to increase your desire and your determination to claim the gift promised to each of us after we were baptized. During our confirmation, we heard these words, receive the Holy Ghost. From that moment, our lives changed forever. We can, if we live worthy of it, have the blessing of the Spirit to be with us, not only now and then, as in such remarkable experiences as we've had today, but always. You know from the words of the sacrament prayer how that promise is fulfilled. O oh God, the eternal Father, we ask thee in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who partake of it, that they may eat in remembrance of the body of thy Son. And witness unto thee, O oh God, the eternal Father, that they are willing to take upon them the name of thy Son and always remember him and keep his commandments which he has given them. And then comes the glorious promise that they may always 
have his spirit to be with them. To always have the spirit with us is to have the guidance and direction of the Holy Ghost in our daily lives. We can, for instance, be warned by the spirit to resist the temptation to do evil. For that reason alone, it is easy to see why the Lord's servants have tried to increase our desire to worship God in our sacrament meetings. If we partake of the sacrament in faith, the Holy Ghost will then be able to protect us and those we love from the temptations that come with increasing intensity and frequency. The companionship of the Holy Ghost makes what is good more attractive and temptation less compelling. That alone should be enough to make us determined to qualify for the Spirit to be with us always. Just as the Spirit strengthens us against evil, it also gives us the power to discern truth from falsehood. The truth that matters most is verified only by revelation from God. Our human reason and the use of our physical senses will not be enough. We live in a time when even the wisest will be hard-pressed to distinguish truth from clever deception. The Lord taught his apostle Thomas, who wanted physical evidence of the Savior's resurrection by touching his wounds. He taught that revelation is safer. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. The truths that mark the way home to God are verified by the Holy Ghost. We cannot go to the grove and see the Father and the Son speak to the young Joseph Smith. No physical evidence nor any logical argument can establish that Elijah came as promised to confer the priesthood keys now held and exercised by a living prophet, Thomas S. Monson. Confirmations of truth comes to a son or daughter of God who has claimed the right to receive the Holy Ghost. Since falsehoods and lies may be presented to us at any time, we need a constant influence of the spirit of truth to spare us moments of doubt. While a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, George Q. Cannon urged that we make a constant quest for the Spirit to be with us. He promised, and I promise it as well, that if we pursue that course, we, quote, will never lack for knowledge of the truth, never be in doubt or in darkness, and our faith will be strong, our joy full. We need that constant help from the companionship of the Holy Ghost for yet another reason. The death of a loved one may come unexpectedly. It is the witness from the Holy Ghost of the reality of a loving Heavenly Father and a resurrected Savior that gives us hope and comfort at the loss of a loved one. That testimony must be fresh when death occurs. So for many reasons, we need the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. We desire it, but yet we know from experience that it is not easy to maintain. We each think, say, and do things in our daily lives 
they can offend the Spirit. The Lord taught us that the Holy Ghost will be our constant companion when our hearts are full of charity and when virtue garnishes our thoughts unceasingly. For those who are struggling with the high standard needed to qualify for the gift of the Spirit's companionship, I offer this encouragement. You have had times when you have felt the influence of the Holy Ghost. It happened for you today. You can treat these moments of inspiration like the seed of faith that Alma described. Plant each one. You can do that by acting on the prompting you felt today. The most valuable inspiration will be for you to know what God would have you do. If it is to pay tithing or to visit a grieving friend, you should do it. Whatever it is, do it. When you demonstrate your willingness to obey, the Spirit will send you more impressions of what God would have you do for Him. As you obey, the impressions from the Spirit will come more frequently, closer and closer to constant companionship. Your power to choose the right will increase. You can know when these impressions to act for Him are from the Spirit rather than from your own desires when the impressions square with what the Savior and His living prophets and apostles have said, you can choose to obey with confidence. Then the Lord will send His Spirit to attend you. For example, if you received a spiritual impression to honor the Sabbath day, especially when it seems difficult, God will send His Spirit to help. That help came to my father years ago when his work took him to Australia. He was alone on a Sunday and he wanted to take the sacrament. He could find no information about Latter-day Saint meetings. So he started walking. He prayed at each intersection to know which way to turn. After walking and making turns for an hour, he stopped to pray again. He felt an impression to turn down a particular street. Soon he began to hear singing coming from the ground floor of an apartment building close by. He looked in at the window and saw a few people seated near a table covered with a white cloth and sacrament trays. Now that may not seem like much to you, but it was something wonderful to him. He knew the promise of the sacrament prayer had been fulfilled. Always remember him and keep his commandments which he has given them, that they may always have his spirit to be with them. That was only one example of a time when he prayed and then did what the spirit told him God wanted him to do. He kept, kept at it over the years as you and I will. He never talked about his spirituality. He just kept on doing little things for the Lord that he was prompted to do. Whenever some group of Latter-day Saints asked him to come to speak to them, he did it. It didn't matter if it was 10 people or 50 or how tired he was. He bore his testimony of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and of the prophets whenever the Spirit urged him to do it. His highest callings in the church were to the Bonneville Stake High Council where he weeded on the stake farm and he taught a Sunday school class. 
Over the years, when he needed it, the Holy Ghost was there as his companion. I stood next to my father in a hospital room. My mother, his wife of 41 years, lay on the bed. We had watched her for hours. We began to see the lines of pain disappear from her face. The fingers of her hands, which had been clenched into fists, relaxed. Her arms came to rest at her sides. The pains of decades of cancer were ending. I saw in her face a look of peace. She took a few short breaths, then a gasp, and then lay still. We stood there, waiting to see if another breath would come. Finally, Dad said quietly, a little girl has gone home. He shed no tears. That was because the Holy Ghost had long before given him a clear picture of who she was, where she came from, what she had become, and where she was going. The Spirit had testified to him many times of a loving Heavenly Father, of a Savior who had broken the power of death, and of the reality of the temple ceiling he shared with his wife and family. The Spirit had long before assured him that her goodness and faith had qualified her for the return to a heavenly home where she would be remembered as a wonderful child of promise and be welcomed home with honor. For my dad, that was more than a hope. The Holy Ghost had made it a reality for him. Now, some might say that his words and the pictures in his mind about a heavenly home were just a sweet sentiment, the clouded judgment of a husband at the moment of his loss. But he knew eternal truth, the only way you can know it. Now, he was a scientist who searched for truth about the physical world throughout his entire adult life. He used the tools of science well enough to be honored by his peers across the world. Much of what he did in chemistry came from seeing in his mind's eye molecules moving about and then confirming his vision by experiments in a laboratory. But he had followed a different course to discover the truths that matter most to him and to each of us. Only through the Holy Ghost can we see people and events as God sees them. That gift continued in the hospital after his wife died. We gathered up my mother's things to take home. Dad stopped to thank every nurse and doctor we met on the way out to the car. I remember with some irritation that I felt that we should leave to be alone with our grief. I realize now that he saw things only the Holy Ghost could have shown him. He saw those people as angels sent by God to watch over his sweetheart. They may have seen themselves as healthcare professionals, but Dad was thanking them for their service on behalf of the Savior. The influence of the Holy Ghost continued with him as we arrived at the home of my parents. We talked for a few minutes in the living room. Dad excused himself to go into his nearby bedroom. After a few minutes, he walked back into the living room. He had a pleasant smile. He walked to, up to us and said quietly, I was worried that Mildred would arrive in the spirit world alone. I thought she might feel lost in the crowd. Then he said brightly, I prayed just now. 
I know Mildred is all right. My mother was there to meet her. I remember smiling as he said that, imagining my grandmother, her short legs pumping, rushing through a crowd to be sure she was there to meet and embrace her daughter-in-law as she arrived. Now, one of the reasons my father asked for and received that comfort was because he had always prayed in faith since his childhood. He was used to getting answers that came to his heart to give comfort and direction. In addition to having a habit of prayer, he knew the scriptures and the words of living prophets. So he recognized the familiar whisperings of the spirit, which you have felt today. The companionship of the spirit had more than comforted and guided him. It changed him through the atonement of Jesus Christ. When we accept that promise of having the spirit with us always, the savior can grant us the purification required for eternal life, the greatest of all the gifts of God. You remember the Savior's words. Now this is the commandment. Repent, all ye ends of the earth, and come unto me and be baptized in my name, that you may be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost, that you may stand spotless before me at the last day. Those commandments come with this promise from the Lord. And now verily, verily I say unto you, put your trust in that spirit which leadeth to do good, yea, to do justly, to walk humbly, to judge righteously, and this is my spirit. Verily, verily I say unto you, I will impart unto you of my spirit which shall enlighten your mind, which shall fill your soul with joy. I bear you my testimony that God the Father lives, that the resurrected Jesus Christ leads his church, that President Thomas S. Monson holds all the keys of the priesthood, and that revelation through the Holy Ghost guides and sustains the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and its humble members. I further testify to you that these wonderful men who were called and have today been speaking to us as witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ and as members of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. I testify to you, I know that the Spirit led President Monson to call them and that they are called of God. I so testify. And as you listen to them in their testimonies, the Holy Spirit confirmed to you what I now say to you. They are called of God. I sustain them and love them and know that the Lord will love them and sustain them in their service. And I do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sorry for the noise earlier. My daughter was trying to get hold of my wife. She was getting something for her. Um, I'm going to do one more video. Mm. Having the Holy Ghost. And then I'll talk a little bit more, and then that's it.
to have the spirit with you at all times you have to always have a prayer in your heart keep your mind pure and always try to have christ-like standards for me to have the spirit with me i need to make sure that i invite the spirit following what i know my savior wants me to do and then i need to have the desire for it to be with me as far as the spirit's concerned like learning to like understand or like know what it is is a process and it's something just like learning to dribble a basketball or learning to do anything you want to do in life it's something you have to work out i was noticing how many of the prayers that are asked are to allow the spirit to be here allow the spirit to be with us and and that really i think is very important that we we ask i make sure to think about the savior as much as possible you know i have pictures around in my house and in my room and i think those little reminders just help you um focus on the things that truly matter in life I definitely start out each morning praying that I'll have the Spirit with me and just trying to find those quiet moments throughout the day. As you pray and, and as you read the scriptures and as you read the words of the living prophet, when you go to the temple, you you feel like your spirit has been fed. There is a uh, constant guidance of what you're doing is the right thing to do. Life just gets so busy and I start realizing like, you know, gosh, if, if I don't have it with me all the time, I can't. how can I be expected to, to do all the things that are, are thrown at me? It's easy to forget to have the Spirit with you, but you can feel the difference so much more when you're used to having it and then it's gone. I don't have an answer. I just know when I don't have it, it's time to, you know, start over prayer, scriptures, you know, doing exactly what I need to to have it. I really think that the biggest way to get the Spirit in your life is to read the words of the prophets and apostles that testify of Jesus Christ, to read the words of the Savior, and then to live by what they say. That's the biggest thing. You can't um, just read the word but not do the deed. You have to live the teachings of Jesus Christ. And that means filling your heart with love for your fellow man and um, striving to have charity. And if you do those two things, then you'll naturally keep all the other commandments. The Holy Ghost will help you more and more every time you study the scriptures and hear the word President Nelson has says. Previous prophets and now prophets. President Nelson is the prophet today. He has the more of the Holy Ghost. The prophets, the living prophets will guide us today in the Book of Mormon, the prophets in the Book of Mormon, and the Bible. And Jesus Christ. If you study the scriptures every day, we will gain a uh, we gain a better knowledge of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost will guide us. He get get take us uh, give us away from temptation. Um, he help us through our lives. I promise you that if you do that, the constant guidance of the Holy Ghost will help you. I promise you that. I hope you have a good evening. 
Um, hope you enjoy your rest of the day or this evening or in the morning, wherever you guys listen to this. I love you. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Go with God and listen to the Holy Ghost. I promise that, that he'll help you. Bye-bye.